2: Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and unless you are a brand new listener—and if you are, welcome—but if you aren't, you're probably wondering why the show is out on a Tuesday. Well, after 16 years of releasing the show on Thursday night, we're switching to Tuesday. There's no huge reason except that it fits better with all the other things on my plate, like writing the email newsletter and producing the YouTube video that goes with the show every week. I'm actually hoping I can take weekends off now, and I hope the new day works for you too. So this, my friends, is a bonus show to fill in the gap between the last Thursday show and the next regular Tuesday show. And I thought it might be fun to pull together some tips from my email newsletter because I've been putting a lot more effort into it the last six months or so, and there's really a lot there. First, we'll go through some of the short tips And then I'll tell you about all the neat things I recommend, from favorite social media posts to products I particularly liked. And at the end, we'll still have a familect story, even though those don't appear in the newsletter. Back in October, I had a tip about the word index, which has two plurals. Index came to English from Latin, so the original plural was the Latin form, indices. Over the years, people started making it plural in the more standard English way by adding ES—indexes. Today, indexes is the more common form and is used when referring to more than one book index or stock index, for example. The market tanked. All the indexes were down today. Indices is still sometimes used in the sciences, however— Superscript and subscript numbers in mathematics are referred to as indices, for example. In each case, the sum of the indices is 26. Also in October, I talked about the difference between sneaked and snuck. The British are sticking with sneaked as the past tense of sneak, but Americans have largely accepted snuck as an alternative or even preferred form. That's not to say snuck is without aggressive vocal detractors. I regularly receive messages from people who hate it, but linguists and lexicographers say detractors are losing the battle. For example, the American Heritage Dictionary notes that snuck is increasingly common in newspaper articles, although the AP Stylebook still says to use sneaked. And Merriam-Webster calls snuck standard. In September, I wrote about the difference between enormity and enormousness. Traditionally, enormousness described something huge, and enormity described something especially horrible. But today, people often use enormity to describe something of staggering hugeness. Some people call this an error. Others call it language change. The real problem is potential ambiguity. For example, if I write, the flood's enormity daunted the cleanup crew. Was the problem huge or horrible? Who knows? It's impossible to tell. So it's especially important to avoid enormity where it could mean either huge or horrible. And I also wrote about the word old fashioned in September because I was craving an old fashioned ice cream sundae. People sometimes misspell old-fashioned as old-fashioned, but today it still takes the E.D. And I say today because ice cream was spelled iced cream until the mid-1700s, so it's possible old-fashioned could become old-fashioned someday. But for now, it's old-fashioned with a hyphen and an E.D. at the end. So those are examples of the kind of tips you'll find in the newsletter. I also love highlighting my favorite social media posts. For example, a few months ago, I had just started reading the Victorian novel Dracula for the first time. And although I was enjoying it because the old-time language is part of the fun, my goodness, the characters do go on and on. So when I saw a post by Amber Sparks about normal people versus Victorian writers, it really hit home. Amber wrote, Normal people. I met this guy. He was average. Victorian writers. He was, in the way of most men, possessed of a rudimentary intelligence. His countenance was ordinary. His bearing mild, with some weakness about the shoulders. His hair the color of ash. He spoke of the weather. <laughs> Here's another one from writer and editor September C. Fox, F-A-W-K-E-S. I've enjoyed her writing advice ever since I met her at a conference. Her post read, Every once in a while, I run into a post of a writer asking, How do I write a genius or clever or smart or witty character when I am not? What's disturbing is that no one ever says, How do I write a murderer or villain or evil character when I'm not? just saying. (laughs) I also sometimes recommend products I like. I don't have one every week in the newsletter because I'm not a huge shopper and they have to be things I actually have bought and liked. But I've saved a huge amount of money by doing some of my grocery shopping through Thrive Online, and I love a lot of the food I've discovered there too, like the jalapeno turkey sticks and the smoky cashew cheese sauce. So I recommended Thrive and included a discount code. And sometimes i just like to remind you about how great libraries are, like the time I discovered my library has free passes to museums and also a program where if they don't have a book you want, you can just order it from them through Amazon, and it'll come right to your house, and then when you're done with it, you just return it to the library. Libraries are awesome. I also made sure you know that authors love it when you request their books from the library, because I heard that some people feel bad when they get their books from the library because it's free, but that's not bad at all. Libraries buy the books, so it's fine. It's actually good for authors when you get their books from the library, so never hesitate to do that. And when you don't have a lot of money and you want to help an author, the two best free ways you can help are to request that the library get the book and to write a review. Both are free and both are very helpful. So that's a taste of the kind of things you get in my email newsletter. If you want to subscribe, there's a link in the show description, or you can just go to quickanddirtytips.com and click the little envelope at the top of the screen on a computer, or by signing up at the bottom of the homepage scroll on a phone.
0: Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries,
1: and afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential, because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth, investment minimum supply,
2: Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules? Only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages. And you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally. First with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's True Accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Before we get to the Familect story, I want to give you an update on the search for my dad's favorite childhood book. You may remember that in the StoryWorth ad, I explained how the prompt questions had led me to have this great conversation with my dad about his reading habits as a kid, and he mentioned this book he loved that was a lot like Star Trek, with people on a spaceship seeking out new life and new civilizations in every chapter, and he'd been trying to find it again for years but couldn't remember the name. Well, three of you figured it out.
1: Hi, this is Lenny from Saddlebrook, New Jersey. I'm a big fan of your show. I wanted to let you know that I believe the book you and your father are looking for is known as The Voyage of the Space Beagle by A.E. Van Vogt. Okay, I hope that helps. So keep up the good work and stay well. Take care. Hi, Grammar Girl. I was just listening to your podcast of the person trying to remember the 1950s book. And it sounds very much like the Voyage of the Space Beagle by Van Vogt. Um, maybe that's the answer. Have your friend look it up and see if that's it. Thanks.
2: And Librarian, who goes by Book Word Baby twenty five, also posted the same suggestion on social media. And yes, it was Voyage of the Space Beagle by A. E. Van Vogt. My dad immediately got the book and started reading it and is so happy. And I have to say, I got a little shiver when the first call came in. I was so excited to find this for him. So thank you to the moon and back to the people who called or left messages. And here's a bit about the book. The name is patterned on a book called Voyage of the Beagle by Charles Darwin about his voyage around the world on the HMS Beagle. Voyage of the Space Beagle was a collection of previously published stories stitched together into a novel and then published in 1950. It was also re-released in 1952 under the title Mission Interplanetary. Van Vogt was also kind of interesting. He's considered to have influenced many science fiction writers who came after him, including Philip K. Dick, and he was named a Grandmaster of the Science Fiction Writers of America in 1995, and he's also an inductee in the Science Fiction and Fantasy Hall of Fame. He was very into Dianetics and Psychiatry, but not Scientology, and he claimed many of his ideas came from dreams. In fact, one profile said that whenever he was working on a story, he'd set an alarm clock to go off every 90 minutes all night so he could write down his dreams. Finally, it's generally believed one of his stories from Voyage of the Space Beagle was the inspiration for the 1979 film Alien. He sued 20th Century Fox, and they settled out of court. Thank you again to Librarian, Lenny, and the third person who called but didn't leave a name. You made my dad so happy. Finally, I have a familect story. Hello, Mignon.
1: This is Abby Taylor in Sheridan, Wyoming, and I have a family-like story for you. When I was a little girl, I loved listening to music on those long playing records, and my parents often put a record on for me at night when I went to bed to help me fall asleep, and these records were usually classical music. Well, one night, I was lying in bed listening, and all of a sudden, I, it, the record started turning sporadically. And so, and it sounded like, nah, 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 and it scared me to death. And so I got up and I went out in the other room and, and I think my parents are watching TV or something. And I said, dad, the record is flooring. And so of course he, you know, he, I, he finally was able to figure out what the problem was and he and he fixed it. But ever since then, You know, whenever that sort of thing happens with a record or a cassette, sometimes cassettes will do that. I always tell tell them it's flooring until I finally learned, you know, the concept of the record turning sporadically. So that's my story. As always, I'm enjoying your podcast and looking forward to more episodes.
2: Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Abby, and if I remember right, you are one of the people who called before and I couldn't use the audio, so I especially appreciate you calling again from a better location. If you want to share the story of your Elect, a family dialect, or word your family and only your family uses, call the voicemail line at eight three three two one four girl and I might play it on the show. Grammar Girl is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast thanks to my audio engineer Nathan Sims and my editor Adam Cecil, who says a new vegan lunch spot just opened up a 10-minute walk from his apartment right after a vegan donut shop opened just a few blocks away. So everything is truly coming up Adam this month. <laughs> our Ad Operations Specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our Marketing and Publicity Assistant is Davina Tomlin. Our Digital Operations Specialist is Holly Hutchings. And our Intern is Cameron Lacey. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. That's all. Thanks for listening.
0: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding right your tail.